My name is Shuba Melissa Abbott, and today I am talking about the fourth emanation of the 21 Taras, Yellow Victorious Tara. I'm going to be talking about why you would want to do her practice, what she looks like, and what kind of energies she activates. So, she is known to safeguard you from harm. She's known to cleanse the turmoil of inauspicious circumstances and unforeseen events. She can ignite or activate the vital energy of life and changes the dread and fear of dying or passing away. So, yellow all Victoria's Tara's name in Tibetan is Tugtor Namgalyama, also known in Sanskrit as Unishtavijaya, and her name refers to the top knot on the crown chakra of a Buddha. She is a female Buddha. She has the top knot. And this top knot is one of the 32 major marks of a fully enlightened being. And Tugtor, Namgalma, is a symbol of victory, and it can be seen as the embodiment of triumphant wisdom. And wisdom is another code word in Vrajayana Tibetan Buddhism for enlightened consciousness or non-dual consciousness. So when when I talk about wisdom, that's what we're talking about. And Namgal or Vijaya means victorious one. Roughly translated, her, ne- her name means the victorious one of the top knot. So right away, when I heard about the 32 major marks of an enlightened being, <laughs> I wondered what they were and if the top, you know and if the top knot was one of them what else was there so on investigation i found that the 32 marks can be anything from blue eyes to long arms to a cone shaped head so i gathered there must be a bit more to the symbol of the top knot and it seems that this tara is relied upon to protect humans, sentence beings, that would be you and me, from being reborn in the lower realms. So a lower realm could be, you know, as a bug or a mouse or, you know, something like that. So she also protects uh, against a premature death and she... If there's adverse changes in situations, she protects you from the adverse changes. She protects you from inauspicious events, unvirtuous activities, and unfavorable situations. So she is renowned for being another Tara of long life as her practice strengthens the life force, energy, and vitality of a person who practices this sadhana. And the top knot symbolizes her ultimate attainment of enlightenment and the highest truths. 
So in many Buddhist lineages and traditions, um, in the Vrajayana Buddhist tradition, she is practiced in big group ceremonies and where it's customary to prepare 1,000 items of each offering. And, you know, typical traditional offerings could be lamps like candles or water bowls, butter lamps for the ceremony. And the shrine room will have Tara's mandala at its center. And around it, the thousands of offerings will be arranged around the mandala. And the monks and the nuns who kept this practice alive for like over a a thousand years, uh, they walk around the mandala in a walking meditation and they repeat her long life mantra. And this ritual is performed continuously and nonstop for many days. And it's said to be very powerful and and blissful and especially when it's done like this in a group setting you don't have to do it in a group setting um but you can see why they might do it in a group setting it's like blessings for the entire community and this tara is said to have attained every single perfection of the boomies the perfection of the five paramitas and the five paths. Well, let's dissect this a bit more to understand the strength and power of what these terms mean. So first of all, there are five bhumis. What are the five bhumis? What are the five bhumis of Rajayana Buddhism? And they are the attainments of joy, accession, seeing the truth, moving towards enlightenment and perfected wisdom. So right away, when I hear though about the boomies, the one that just pops right up for me, the part that stands out for me is seeing the truth. And as you know, truth can be so many things, can't it? One person's truth is different from another person's truth in so many situations. And in the tantric Buddhist tradition, the ultimate truth is the truth before you make up a story about it or before you have a thought about it. That's non-dual. So there are two truths. The truth before a story gets made up about it or you have a thought about it. And the truth after you make up a rationalization or a story about it. So we could investigate these things further, but you can see how each one of the boomies may have deeper meanings. So it's like this with everything. You can you can dissect each one of these terms to take you to a deeper spiritual contemplation. And that brings me to the five paramitas. The five paramitas are generosity, morality, patience, diligence, and concentration or meditation. And in this tradition, if you have, per- it's said that if you have perfected the five paramitas, then you are enlightened. Huh, seems pretty simple yet complex. The five parameters are also known as the five perfections and their essential teachings in Tibetan Buddhism. 
So generosity, Donna, morality, Sila, patience, Kashanti, joyous effort, Virya, meditation or wisdom, Prajna. And each paramita is a way of perfecting the practice of Buddha's path to enlightenment. So let's just talk about this a little bit more. Generosity. Generosity is the first one. And it seems pretty simple, right? Generosity is about giving without expecting anything in return. So sometimes it is easy to be generous with others. But if you contemplate this, you may come to realize that being generous with yourself, you know, by watching how you care for yourself, how do you talk to yourself, um, and not being too hard on yourself is a big part of generosity. So in essence, it can be, it could just mean giving yourself a break and not being too stringent with yourself. So first of all, be generous with others, but also be generous with yourself. And morality includes, you know, following the laws of society and living with integrity. That seems pretty simple. Of course, we can understand that being ethical and law-abiding is very important, but this could also have subtler meanings. Like there's people who try to get things for free by complaining or making false claims um, and things similar to that, which aren't exactly truthful. You know, it's walking the other side of the tracks. Um, So you want to be taking the high road in situations. Uh, And you might not want to because you feel you were wronged. So morality is really about taking the high road and knowing which road is which. Patience. Patience really means being able to accept difficult situations. Okay, that seems like what we understand about patience, but also, and this is the biggie, not judge them as good or bad. So, and it does seem to me that this is a lifelong pursuit of not taking anything personally and not trying to read into situations. And I know that in my work life, I I work as a Hatha yoga teacher you know, out in the community and I work in several different yoga studios and there can be lots of, you know, internal drama, yoga studio drama and situations with complaints from the students or a teacher having a certain issue with another teacher or, you know, things like that. And I have learned to not take anything personally Like if a student has an issue in my class, um, usually it's about them. It's not about me. Of course, I do, you know, listen very carefully and see where I can improve myself. But at the same time, I don't take it personally if they don't come or if they maybe were looking for a different teacher or they had a hard time in the class. Uh, You know, I just try not to read into the situations. and, And that is patience accepting difficult situations and not judging them as good or bad. It works really good in your family life as well. So we just don't know what's going on with other people and we can make up stories about it and they're just not true because we really don't know. So being able to live in the don't know 
place is patience. Joyous effort. What is joyous effort? You know, it's having that enthusiasm and determination in your practices and your life and your just day-to-day, moment-to-moment stuff. So, you know, you want to give things the joyous effort. You don't want to give it the resentful effort. You want to give it the happy, fun effort. You don't want to give it the crappy effort, you know, and sometimes if we're stressed out and we have a lot on our plate, we can give things the resentful effort. In fact, there was a commercial on TV, you know, time to make the donuts, you know, it's kind of that, that's the resentful effort. So you don't want to give anything your resentful effort. And if you find yourself doing that, you know, just remind yourself, give this the happy fun effort (laughs) and stay in the moment there. Slow down a little bit. Finally, meditation or wisdom is cultivating insight into the true nature of human life and reality. And this really brings us to having the spiritual makeup as a human being to go into real self-examination and study and really to find those moments and those places of enlightened energy and wisdom in our life and study them. So those are the five paramitas. And thirdly, we could ask, what are the five paths of Buddhism? So in Vrajayana Buddhism, they are the path of accumulation, path of preparation, path of seeing, path of cultivation, and path of perfection. So, you know, just quickly, the path of accumulation is the first step. It involves accumulating positive actions and merits. And, you know, being generous with others and also doing your practices and doing this practice is a way of accumulating positive actions and merits. The path of preparation is the second step, which involves developing concentration, mindfulness, and insight into the true nature of reality. So what is reality and the true nature of it? And that's a, that takes a discerning mind, mindfulness. And the path of seeing is the third step, and that involves realization and insight into the four noble truths. And the path of cultivation is the fourth step and involves practicing the paramitas and the other practices. The path of perfection is the final step and involves living in line with the perfect manifestation of just abiding in enlightened mind, like touching into it, finding it, finding it in every little moment. And it is said that all the Buddhas, the Bodhisattvas, the Arats, the Rishis, the practitioners venerate Tara as their mother. And that is expressed in this phrase, praise. And the praise to yellow victorious Tara, and that's the praise we're talking about right here, is that she's venerated by even the sons of the conqueror. So this speaks to Tara's immense power and holiness 
and demonstrates her importance in the spiritual journey. So let's get to her praise. The praise is, I praise the one, yellow victorious Tara, seated above the heads of the Tathagatas. And those are, you know, the big, the big Buddhas. And she enjoys complete and infinite victory and is deeply honored by the bodhisattvas who perfected the transcendent virtues. So, in essence, or in a nutshell, the practice of Tara is known as Unish Tavijaya, is really looking into her attainments and holiness as an inspiration for your own path, honoring and recognizing her spiritual power to protect all sentient beings from untimely death, from fears of rebirth in lower realms, or from experiencing negative changes in one situation. In addition, Tara also defends against unwholesome actions and disturbing emotions thus allowing all to attain liberation. And Tara's blessing dispels the fear of wasting this valuable human life and helps to counteract the behaviors that could lead to rebirth in a lower realm. So besides her top knot, what her, are her other attributes and how would we visualize her in this practice? So, let's talk about the visualization of yellow victorious Tara. She looks very similar to green Tara, as all the 21 Taras do, but she has some differences that are quite important. So, first of all, in our practice, we do always, in all the practices of the 21 Taras, invoke green Tara. So just quickly, let's invoke green Tara by visualizing her coming into form in front of us in a luminous, subtle body of green light. And she is seated on a lotus throne and she has a big full moon cushion behind her. She's really being illuminated almost like a spotlight by the full moon. And let's just imagine her surrounded by her teachers and their teachers. So your teachers could be spiritual teachers. They could be your teachers from school. They could be your children. We have teachers everywhere. They could be your neighbors. They could be someone at the grocery store. So we're going to envision our teachers and you don't have to pick out each one and name each one. You can just say, I am surrounded by my teachers and their teachers and the lineage of teachers. And then we're going to visualize all 21 emanations of Tara in the background behind your teachers appearing in luminous, subtle bodies of light in their varying colors. So there's red Taras and green Taras and blue Taras and yellow Taras. 
and imagine yourself also surrounded by your friends, your loved ones, and your supporters. And they are surrounded by their friends as well. And continue with this until you have an imagined an infinite number of beings all receiving the blessings of your Tara practice as her light pours into you and those around you. Invoke green Tara by visualizing her coming into form in front of you in a luminous, subtle body of green light. And, uh, you know, you're just bringing that into the forefront and just you're going to continue with this until you've imagined an infinite number of beings all receiving the blessings of your Tara practice as her light pours into you. So, yellow victorious Tara. Let's e- let's just imagine her. And she's very powerful for those seeking enlightenment. Yellow victorious Tara is a very energetic and powerful being who can guide you on your spiritual journey. And through her divine energy, she offers her blessings of compassion and wisdom. Remember, wisdom, code word for enlightenment, to those who open themselves up to her. And this can be done through the practice of reciting her mantra and visualizing her form in front of the uh, practitioner, or you could also visualize her as as you, as yourself, within yourself. And once this connection is made, the energies of Yellow Victorious Tara begin to enter you, and they're just start to become in your being, and they get woven into the very fabric of your soul. And with time, this begins to feel like an incredible transformative power. And you become deeply connected with her being and all it represents and the spiritual gifts that she can give you. And she she embodies this incredible divine energy, and she can fill the practitioner with spiritual power. She can offer guidance and understanding on your path to enlightenment. And by reciting her mantra and visualizing her form in front of you, um, you'll open yourself up more and more to her blessings and be transformed by her incredible transformative power. So let's invite Yellow Victoria, Victorious Tara's emanation. Um, and so we've been describing her a little bit. Yellow Victorious Tara, um, she's seated on the lotus flower, and she has the moon disc illuminating behind her. You could imagine it as a cushion, I like to imagine it as a spotlight. She's just illuminated with this incredible light. And she's yellow, victorious Tara is seated there. She has one face. She has two arms and two legs. And this is very similar to green Tara. The right one is outstretched as if she's about to get up and help you. And the left one is still in a meditation posture. So she's active in the world as well as being very centered in her enlightenment. And yellow victorious Tara, or uh, Sugtor, 
Namalgaima, has a rich golden color to her skin, and her gesture and ornamentation follow the same pattern as, as every other Tara in the 21 Taras. The difference is, and this is a very important difference, is that in the middle of the open lotus or Utpala flower, which kind of looks like a cross between a hydrangea and a lily, and it's blue, which she holds at the level of her shoulder near her ear. There is a vase, and this is the vase of immortality, which is filled with what's called long-life nectar. The nectar is also known as Amrita, and it's the essence of all the pure elements and wisdoms. And it is believed that imbibing this nectar grants eternal life. Um, and really try to imbibe what the element and the elements and the wisdoms are. So these words are shorthand for the essence of the universe, where non-dual reality automatically manifests. And it manifests in everything, all the elements, air, water, earth, fire, and the ethers. And wisdom is a type of enlightenment knowledge. So this vase that holds this amrita, this elixir, is a concentrated form of reality and truth. The essence nature would be a good way to say it. This essence that's in everything, everywhere, it's the entire verse, and it's all connected. This essence is what we want to drink in and resonate right into our lives. And it is believed that imbibing this nectar grants eternal life. This is another way of saying that the one who looks out of your own eyes was never born and never dies. So consciousness in whatever form it's manifesting, whether it's you or the tree outside the window or the bird flying by, is eternal and all-pervading. And with this visualization of the vase and the amrita, you know, just being full of devotion and focused concentration, you're going to have this sense of this amrita coming into you as you recite the mantra. And while we are reciting the mantra, it's important that you do visualize the light and the nectar overflowing from the vase and pouring into you and all living beings. So Tara's light and nectar revitalize your energy, life force. It decreases the disorders of the elements and the systems that might be happening in your body or elsewhere. It just completely reestablishes perfect balance and equanimity in your life. And Tara's blessing, this elixir, dispels the fear of losing um, your very fortunate human birth and counteracts the causes of transference, interferences, or rebirth in the lower realms. So during the visualization, as you recite the 10-syllable mantra with focus and joyful intent, 
Tara's light and nectar revitalize the energy and life force and they reduce your physical disorders and ultimately restore perfect harmony within you. So to start our practice after the visualization and especially the visualization of the vase with the nectar and the golden body of Victorious Yellow Tara, we're going to recite the refuge prayer out loud or inwardly to yourself. So for all these beings and with all these beings, I take refuge in Tara's completely awakened consciousness in the wisdom teachings from all the traditions and in the communities of spiritual practitioners around the world who have in the past and are here now just longing for awakening. And a shorter way of saying that is I take refuge in the Buddha, Tara, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And so the Dharma are the teachings, the Sangha is you and me, if you're listening to this and anyone else that's listening to it. So the Sangha is the community imbibing the teachings and imbibing the energy of the Buddha Tara. And the next step in our sadhana is generating uh, bodhicitta. And we do that by uh, reciting the bodhisattva prayer. And this is the prayer. Through the practice of giving and other perfections, may I reach full enlightenment in order to be of benefit to all living beings. And next part of our sequence here is to repeat the four immeasurables. May all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May all beings be free from sorrow and the causes of sorrow. May all beings never be separated from the sacred happiness, which is sorrowless. And may all beings live in equanimity without attachment for those we hold close or aversion for those we hold at a distance and live believing in the equality of all that lives. And so now let's make some offerings to Tara. Imagine placing in front of your imaginary yellow victorious Tara, the visualization. Traditional offerings, it can just be very traditional, water to drink, water to wash the feet, beautiful flowers, maybe some perfume or incense, candles or lights, food, music, gongs, bells, crystals, jewels. You can offer her anything. You can offer her, you know, the beautiful dinner that you have ready to make in your refrigerator. You can offer her things you've grown in your garden. You can offer her anything. And it's also important, especially with this Tara, to make personal inner offerings as well. So, of course, you have gratitude for just being in the body, being able to be with Yellow Victoria.
victorious Tara right here, right now, to be in the Sangha, to be with the teachings. We have that gratitude. And we have gratitude for the things that are well done in our life. But we also may want to make some personal offerings to yellow victorious Tara. They could be fears you wish to release, such as fears of untimely events, fear of premature illness or death. Maybe you're having uh, some surgery or an operation or maybe even traveling um, in an inauspicious place. Um, And you just want to make sure that you have her protection for any unforeseen circumstances. So you can give any aspect of your life to Tara, to yellow victorious Tara for her transformation. But in particular with this Tara, give her your innermost fears, your anxieties, and the turbulence you might feel about difficulties in your personal life, or maybe even the feelings of distress you have about some stuff in our collective humanity. Just be really confident that yellow victorious Tara blesses you with her insight. And there is right away, instantly, a transformation of your concerns or offerings. And she nourishes them into wisdom blessings. And that happens by you imbibing or taking in or imagining her Amrita or elixir from her vase of immortality. And this elixir is the elixir of life that you may drink in fully as much as you want. But you can also pass on this elixir to others. So just take a moment here. Offer your offerings. Imagine the elixir pouring into you. And imagine it pouring into you as we recite the praise for yellow victorious Tara. So I praise the one seated above the heads of the Tathagatas. She enjoys complete and infinite victory and is deeply honored by the Bodhisattvas who perfected the transcendent virtues. And just know that yellow all victorious Tara protects you from danger She purifies you from disturbances. She gives you life energy. She increases your life energy. And she transforms the fear of death. And by engaging in the meditative practice of reciting the mantra of Yellow Victorious Tara and visualizing her form um, either in front of you or within yourself, You're opening yourself up to the energies of compassion and enlightened wisdom that she embodies. And over time, you will begin to feel those energies enter into your being and they'll become woven into your very soul. 
and you'll be imbued with the spiritual power of yellow victorious Tara. And you can also share her qualities of strength, love, and understanding with others. And you'll just be blessed with her transformative gifts, becoming one with her being and all that she represents. So let's recite the mantra. Repeat the mantra for this emanation. Now we're going to repeat it 21 times today. But you could repeat it for 108 times. Sometimes people repeat it 111 or 1,008, you know, whatever is possible for you. So we're going to just talk about the mantra right now while I get out my mala. And the mantra for this yellow victorious Tara is Om Tara Ture Sarva Ayu Yana Hri Brahm Swaha. So it's Om Tara Tu Tara Ture Sarva Ayu Yana Hri Brahm Swaha. So let's break down the mantra a little more so you just have a sense of the meanings. So yellow victorious Tara is a powerful being who symbolizes compassion and wisdom. And when you do recite her mantra and visualize her form, this opens you up to increasing the Sarva. And those are the energies, the Ayu, of the deity and so that is um is the energy of the deity and that can be trans and you're transformed by her spiritual power and her wisdom knowledge which is the yana and in addition repeating the ma the seed syllables free and broom and they're, they're actually don't, the seed syllables don't actually have meanings. We can assign to them. Instead, they are vibrational emanations that practitioners can ask for. And this just emanates yellow victorious Tara's blessings to increase your own life energy and wisdom. So you can't actually assign meanings to the seed syllables. We're just going to repeat them as part of it. And that, that, that those life energies and wisdom that come from those vibrations are very important to the practice. And try to think of the seed syllables and the vibration of the mantras as similar to the vibrations of music. It's a specific vibration that activates Tara's blessings and energies. And chanting the mantra of yellow victorious Tara calms your body, which in turn calms your mind. And the vibration of the sacred syllables releases contractions, fears, and anxieties in the body that block the flow of energy. And as the energy flow is restored, calmness and the transformative powers of yellow victorious Tara enter and surround you with a beautiful saturation of her love. So this is what we're looking for. So as you repeat the mantra with me, remember your heartfelt intention to connect with Tara. So our first one, Om Tara, Tutara, Tude, 
Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brahm, Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brahm, Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brahm, Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brahm, Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brahm, Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brahm, Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brahm, Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brum Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brum Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brum Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brum Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brum, Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brum, Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brum, Swaha. Om Tara, Tutara, Ture. Om, Ayu, Sarva, Ayu, Yana, Hri, Brum Swaha. Om Tara Tutara Ture. Sarwa Ayu Yana Hri. Brum Swaha. Five more. Om Tara Tutara Ture. Sarwa Ayu Yana Hri. Brum Swaha. Om Tara Tutara Ture. Sarwa Ayu Yana Hri. Brum Swaha. Om Tara Tutara Ture. Sarva Ayu Yana Hri Brum Swaha. Om Tara Tutara Ture. Sarva Ayu Yana Hri Brum Swaha. Last one. Om Tara Tutara Ture. Sarva Ayu Yana Hri Brum Swaha. And after the mantra recitation and the visualization, imagining the elixir, the Amrita pouring into you from the vase that Tara has in the middle of her Utpala flower. Rest in the open space of awareness. Just staying with the vibratory feelings that these mantras and visualizations evoke. So you wanna leave all ideas and thought constructs behind you. You're just relaxing your body and brain. So these vibrational energies can enter you. So remain in this meditation or 
just general focus for as long as you feel guided. The meditative part of this practice is just as important as the visualizations, the prayers, the dedications, and the mantra recitations. The meditation portion allows everything to integrate within you. It is really where everything gets a chance to enter you and bless you with this incredible Amrita, Tara's love, this elixir of love. And when you feel you have done, you're done with the resting meditation. We'll do the next part. So let's just stay here for a few moments, resting in the open space of awareness to allow the integration of our practice. So when you feel you're done with the resting meditation, it's time to dissolve the visualization. So imagine yellow victorious Tara receding into her place in the mandala behind green Tara. And then visualize the entire mandala of green Tara and the 21 Taras in colored bubbles dissolving into light, which flows into your heart where a small version of yellow victorious Tara is seated on a lotus-shaped throne with a full moon glowing behind her. The light circulates through your entire body in counterclockwise waves. It just, like, just branches all out it circulates counterclockwise it starts in your heart and heart and then it radiate radiates out 
filling your entire body with light. And then it pours out of your heart like a waterfall into the entire universe. But just be sure and know that Tara remains with you always in your heart as we dedicate the merit of this practice. And we offer, you know, our practice of yellow victorious Tara to the collective consciousness of the world for the healing and awakening of every being and have the sense there is unlimited love and abundant potential to go around. So just say to yourself, I dedicate whatever positive energies that have been generated by this joyful practice, not only for my healing and awakening, but for the generous healing and awakening of all beings everywhere with no exceptions. And a, a quicker alternative is just to say, through the power of my merit, may I quickly attain the exalted state of yellow victorious Tara and may I also lead sentient beings without a single exception into that state. Om Tada Tu Tada Ture Sarwa Ayu Yana Hri Brum Swaha. Remembering your heartfelt connection and intentions with yellow victorious Tara. My pleasure and privilege to lead you through the fourth emanation of the 21 Tara's practice, yellow victorious Tara. My name's Shuba Melissa Abbott. Thank you for listening and practicing.